They were three small town girls with big time dreams. Who's a rock star? I am. Who wanted to share their music with the world. We can't sit around here waiting for it to happen. We are musicians. We should be out there playing music. We do play. Nobody believed in them. You know, you suck. <laughs> But they believed in themselves. We're special. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and watch a cult or a classic film that one of them has never seen before. I'm Mike Cairns and I'm joined, as always, by Kane Daniel. G'day, Kane Daniel, are you? <laughs> I was about to get all Aussie too. I haven't introed you yet, Seb. Maybe I'm Brody. Well, <laughs> haven't it? Oh, you, you guys. Oh, anyway, uh, this is, uh, and uh, yeah, old Muggins over here is Seb Godfrey. Hi, how are you? Hi, hi. And our guest uh, for this episode is the delightful Brody Lancaster. Hello. It's me, the delightful one. <laughs> and uh, so this is uh, the episode where our guest chooses the film for us that we have not seen. Brody, which film? Have you chosen? I've chosen the uh, pop masterpiece <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats from 2001. Ah, and uh, give us a bit of uh, a, a bit of you know, like what's your journey with this film? Sure. Well, so in 2001, I was 11, um, and I feel like my relationship. Yep. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. Continue. <laughs> I feel like my relationship to this movie was really about the soundtrack because. Like, just before we started recording, I was singing one of the songs from it, and I have to, like, um, try not to sing, like, a skip that was in my CD version of this soundtrack <laughs> that my friend burned for me, because oh, 2001 was, like, a time when you had... Ha like my friend's sister had the soundtrack and he played it on their computer and it had to play through as it was burning. Yeah. Like burning took the length of a CD to yeah. mm -hmm. do. Two speed burner. And so there yeah. were like there were yeah. like three skips in certain songs. And so like I was watching the movie I wish I again. Could skip all the songs in this movie. Oh, Excuse me, too soon. Um I feel like this is the time to pull out my treat that I've Ooh, been hinting at. Hold on. Okay. For listeners at home, I'm unzipping my Jansport backpack. <laughs> <laughs> to reveal my uh, purple leopard print vinyl oh, of the sound. Holy moly. They just did a uh, 2016 special edition or 2017. There we go. So just had to take um, a photo of that. Yeah, we just had to take a pic for the gram. That's um, but a bonus, uh, bonus treat when you bought that is the Dujour 12 inch. <laughs> yeah, I would buy that. Well, yeah, 45. that's great. 45? Yeah. I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm from 2001, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I probably, like I know when I bought this record, I only got it a few weeks ago and I was, I put it on and then I went and did my dishes at home and I was, I remembered every single word to every song. Like I feel like this soundtrack is like ingrained in my brain. The one thing I was like, who did the music for the music, uh, for the for the movie? Because it's, it's actually, it's, look, I'm just going to say, It's terrible, but it's of a high caliber. Yeah, I it's mean, quality. it's it's really like accurate to the era yeah. of oh, pop it music. Is, it is the most 2001 movie. Like it is, it so is I know just the, so of the time. I know the two yeah. writer, the writer director team wrote. I know that they wrote the Dujour lyrics at least. Um, Can well, well, just quickly because uh, <laughs> I had to look this up. The 
du jour, I obviously have a song called Backdoor Lover, which is the opening scene from the film. Can I just read out a couple of lyrics here? Sure. I have these up. This kind of love is wrong, but you know it feels so right. Running my hands across your cheeks, they're oh so smooth and white. So leave the light on, baby, and unlock your back door. I'll be coming through that way tonight to love you for sure. Lying on your back, staring up at the moon. Yeah. Um, so I know that the writer-director wrote those lyrics thinking of, like, the Backstreet Boys and, like, the yeah. boy bands of that era. The Backdoor Boys, And they, they got it perfect. Like, it's so accurate. I don't know who wrote all the Josie and the Pussycats songs, um, but I know that uh, the lead singer from Letters to Cleo sang Josie's vocals, which is why when you listen to, like, for example, the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack or, like, uh, I guess a Letters to Cleo album, I've never listened to one, um, They it sounds like Josie and the Pussycats. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Fun trivia. Yeah. yeah. So wait, I'm gathering that you. What did you guys think of well, this movie know, that I love? You know, that, when was the last, last time that you saw it? Is this something that you revisit a lot? Um, well, I have. I had plans to. Re- I was talking with some friends about it last year, and then um, when I got the vinyl, I realized that we had like made vague plans to get together and watch it again. Um, and so we're going to be doing that soon. But I haven't watched it in a few years. But I know it, like I watched probably like 40 minutes before I came here today, but I know every, like almost every word to this movie. Yeah. I've watched it so many times in my life. And I guess my other question is, and I'm not, you know, like I'm genuinely not trying to be a dick and and, and I'm trying to weave. I'm definitely trying to weave through some traffic cones here. I mean, you know me, you can say what you want to say. Yeah, I know. But in the pie chart of you enjoying this, Uh how big is the wedge labeled irony? It's, it's, doesn't exist <laughs> right yeah well i mean but i mean like you watch something because you watch it when you're 11 yeah you know right. i didn't have yeah. an ironic bone in my body although in my like early to mid teen years i was very much that girl in josie and the pussycats who thought everyone who listened to pop music is a mindless drone who's like a conformist and like is like eating up what the record company shoved down their throats like i thought that because i listened to the ramones that i was like fucking edgy as shit um, and so uh, you know watching that like the start sequence where that girl in the record store is like talking trash about pop music and wearing like heavy eyeliner I was like oh boy yep. I was a caricature so so, so is, is this a situation where you disavowed the movie and you and you came back to this no, is it the I mean, prodigal teen film uh, no, I think I just always had a soft spot yeah. for it, even if I like thought that I was better than pop music for for a good chunk of my life. So, what did I think of it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's let's go around. Hey, the room. What did you think of this film? Well, film. Sorry, I can't. Call I it a would film. F- find it very hard to say that I liked the movie, but I certainly didn't hate it. I I, I think that I just don't think. A lot of the stuff that they wanted to land landed. You know what I mean? Yep. You and mean the the whole the whole kind of playing up to brands and yeah, the ironic side of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I've got, I've well, got even a, a very super smart thing that I wrote down that we'll please. get to later but about that. The, but. Like even with that that branding thing, I I, I looked at the, after I watched it. There was reviews at the time, and 
they didn't get it. They just oh, thought really? it was like this yeah. consumerist movie. And I was just like... They thought that it was all product placement like, for real. Who are these dingbats who did not get the <laughs> subtle as a apartment is Target themed you know, and... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, Zoolander tried themed. to do that. It was, there were a lot, Zoolander could have, borrowed, I think, took a lot yeah. from oh, yeah. this as well, yeah. Yeah, but successfully. Mm. This was a commercial flop. As well, yeah. this oh, was a it, complete. Uh, bomb. Yeah, no, it was uh, what thirty-eight million production and made fourteen million, so Whoa, not really? so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so uh, so it wants to be a satire of some stripe, right? And, I guess so. And and I think that like the kind of posture it takes towards consumerism and stuff is is not unique to this film. I, I think it's kind of a late nineties, early two thousand thing, kind of probably very much in the wake of No Logo. That that was, you know, what kind of hipped everybody to how insidious corporations are in advertising yeah, right. and how Tom, much your Tom desire York is. Tom was spruiking it, uh, yeah. you know, with abandon. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It, was, early, it was very much know. that time. So I think it sort of took on a lot from No Logo and, and sort of the what was in the current of the stream of popular culture at the time. And and why, and but, and I was watching it and I said, this is, I, this is, has the affect of something satirical, but it's not satirical, and I couldn't quite put mm. my finger on why. And and I think it's because there's um, and and why I think that that particular strain of critique of consumerism falls flat at that time is because there's nobody suffering. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it's very different in 2017. Like it's 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 white. Uh, privileged people complaining that McDonald's wants to sell them anything and there's kind of there's never any in that critique there's never any sort of um acknowledgement of disadvantaged groups who are legitimately hurt by this stuff mm. you know what I mean it's mostly white people going like fucking McDonald's wants all of my money and I'm <laughs> kind of bummed out about it <laughs> you, you know what i mean and 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 i think satire needs to have like it it it, it needs to be fighting for someone or something mm. you know what i mean and, and 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 that's why i just think the the satire element of it feels hollow mm. Fucking turn this into my worst critical studies. I think I I might change. uh, I think we're going to change our uh, um, category on iTunes after this one. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to figure out if I think it is a satire. You know, yeah. I'm not sure. I I'm not sure if I think it is a satire only because the stuff about the corporations and the product placement and the kind of like brainwashing is so heavy-handed. Like yeah, none of it but, is implied or kind of but I, uh, this in it's it's a it's based on a like it's a comic book movie. Like it's yeah. based kind of like Riverdale where yeah, they've just like no, taken that's, the that's the, taken that's right. it's, the root characters. It's from an Archie comic. Like you have these overblown, you know, um like blatant sort of uh evils, villains yeah, okay. and characters. Yeah. And yeah. and everyone is just chewing 
the scenery. Like, but and but if you're going to get someone to chew the scenery, why not get Alan Cumming or why Missy not Pyle pa- or Parker Posey? Yeah. Parker Posey fucking Parker Posey is so good. Is, can we is talk- she? No, yes. she is. Yes. The can best. we talk She's about great. the moment where Missy Pyle, where Missy off. Pyle is on the Motorola jet and um, her brother says, "Why are you here?" And she yeah. says, "Because I was in the comic books." Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, Missy Pyle was my favorite part Missy of the Pyle's movie. Excellent. So, She's got that weird white streak in her hair that Alexandra had in the comics. I didn't look yeah. at, like it. So uh, you know the what's the little comedy group that uh, Christopher Guest has, and they do Best in Show and yeah, you know, yeah. All those they movies. have a name. Well, well they don't have a name. Yeah, just yeah, Christopher Guest. But, 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 but like, is but it, it's, it's sort of are they involved with those guys at all? Because there's Eugene Levy and yeah. there's there's all those well, guys. Eugene in Levy. It. I did love when Eugene came out of SCTV. Eugene Levy. Well, maybe it was yeah. just that Parker that, Posey was in crew, the though, film and like it's Park Posey, yeah. and yeah. no, but this yeah. was 2001. Eugene Levy was riding high uh, after American 1999's Pie. American Pie. Yeah. Um, so well, he I feel was, like that's the thing. Like when he, he appears in that movie, in, it is really the, like uh, I am a person who teens know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. His little cameo is so that's, great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. And the the in, like the the start of the movie with uh, De Jour. That is the most late nineties, two thousand groupings of actors. It, like, isn't it totally? Possibly. You've got the dude from Scrubs. Well, <laughs> you've, you've got, got um, um, Reckon Meyer. Reckon Meyer, who always had a bit of a soft spot. But Same. then, but then you've got. <laughs> And then you've got Johnny No Name, who turns up at the end of the movie because yeah, yeah. clearly they could only afford them for yeah, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. short amount of time, yeah. and so they've got the rest of them in casks, so yeah. they don't have to pay for Do you the know, actors. That, that boy band has my favourite thing that continues in boy band styling to this day, where there's four to five boys in a line, and they're all dressed similarly, but like they're in different climates. Yeah. So Brendan has <laughs> got a sleeveless shirt yeah. with his like Chinese symbol tattoo on his sleeve, and a bandana and then um, Donald Faison has like an ohm symbol on his yeah. t-shirt and a big jacket and then that no-name guy who comes back at the end has like a long leather coat and a oh, beanie. Yeah. Like he's oh, yeah, legitimately yeah. nobody. I, was I have like, no idea. No, 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 I, I, yeah, I, was, no. I was having a great like when you, that first five minutes of the film I was having a really good time yeah. going yeah. wow how have I not seen that, this? This is really good fun. I was like this is really really funny. bit Wrote a check that the and film, then, the rest then, of the film didn't cash. When they call the monkey, when like, they call saying, the like, monkey Doctor Zayas, yeah, and like, then yeah, yeah. I was coming, happy with that. Is he sort of cotton? They cotton onto what the you know the the Alan Cumming character, and yeah. then basically he jumps out of the private airplane that they're on, and they. I feel like, and the plane goes down, but I feel like the film really takes a nosedive at the same time as that <laughs> plane. Because <laughs> it's all down here from there. It's well, they're just so different tonally. But, like, but as I, I, so sad. I, hey, can, can, I, can I say something? Sure. All right. Ooh. Donald Faison, more like Donald Failson. Wow. I'm glad we stopped the conversation Donald for that Faison, one. who um, starred in Can't Hardly Wait with uh, Seth Green and Breckenmeyer. Who these writer director these writer directors um, made that film a few years Donald earlier? Donald Faison from and uh, Clueless and uh, Scrubs. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. What's 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 Brecken up to nowadays? Who cares? Oh, I think he actually died in Oh, he was in Clueless too. It was a real like who's who of like the yeah. late nineties. And he was in, in uh, Road Trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Road Trip as well. I think. It, well, yeah, I think. I think two thousand one was a real crossroads for Breck and Oh, and in Road Trip was the guy who played Josie and the Pussycats he was manager. The partner of uh, Deborah Kaplan who wrote the film. 
He's married oh. to her. They've oh. got two kids. Great yeah. trivia, oh, well, Seb. Seb, what did you think about the movie? You did. I mean, you well, already said you I was having, like as it. I said, I was having a really good time in the first sort of yeah. five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it just like, and then I saw Tara Reid, and that oh. was she. Oh, Tara. It's yeah. She had a hard time. Oh, she is. What, I, what is the story with Tara? Like, I, I have a she, general sense that she, she kind of went off some sort of rails. Well, she's kind of in the same... She's considered... Is she on the rails? She's kind of in the same boat as, like, the Parises and Lindsays of the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. Like, the victims of tabloid culture of, mm-hmm. like, you know, she's posing for a photo and her shirt slipped and her newly implanted boob is out and people yeah. take photos of it or people take photos up her skirt or they take photos of her when she's blinking and sweaty and she's like a hot mess on the cover of tabloids. This is the movie where she and Carson Daly met and they got engaged Did but then they, really? they broke up a couple of years later. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Well, I... Talking about her character, um, one thing I did like about this film is that, you know, she plays the... Well, she plays the drummer which is the, the classic joke, you know, of like um, the drummer is the dumb person in the band but what I do like about it is that she is dim um, but her two mates don't make any fun like they don't make fun of her and I did like you know like I think even a movie now that probably wouldn't happen. Like yeah. she would be the foil or the She's also just the, the heart of that friendship, you know. Yeah, like she's but, the dopey kind yeah. of yeah. I really did I I like you know I didn't enjoy this movie very much, but uh, it was that that sort of really stuck out to me. Like that they, it wasn't this sort of like there. There was no eye rolling mm. about when you know when she says dumb stuff. It's just she's their mate, and you know she's not the cleverest uh, yeah. person in the world, but she's friends you know. first, band second. Does exactly. Anyone? What? Yeah. Does no, anyone else think that Rachel Lee Cook has? She's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, but she's got one of those faces that if you were to walk past her on the street, you wouldn't. Recognize her, or you wouldn't have any. It's like Alicia Keys, she's got one of those faces, it's gorgeous. Just, just your eyes just, slips off of it, yeah. and you can't place yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like, wouldn't recognize Rachel Lee Cook today, but in 2001, she was like, I remember drawing pictures of Josie, she's all that when I was like 12. Just like that hair had such a specific shape to it, she's all that. I loved the fucking, I, I could not. I would have lost count of the number of times I read in like Dolly and Girlfriend and like the teen magazines I was reading at the time about Josie and the Pussycats and about like this is like where low rise jeans started. This is like what we have yeah, to blame no for it. So like their little Tara, their like, little jeans like sit just above not their a, butt not crack. Not a bra, not a bra in not sight a bra in this amongst movie. Amongst them, yeah. And it was like their anecdotes in every single teen magazine was we had to cut the waistbands off our underwear. It's like you guys were not wearing any fucking underwear yeah. in these like low rise that like sat above your butt crack and like came all the way around. Yeah, I refer to Rachel Lee Cook as shitty ho- Holly Hunter in my notes. Hey, <laughs> 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 oh boy! <laughs> I'm just trying. Trying to venerate Polly Hunter. Okay. Um, <laughs> the best. But then we also have to circle back to Rosario Dawson. Oh man, she's such oh, a babe. Oh my goodness, Rosario this was Dawson. her. Like she, like I think this was her first like major role. Mm. Um, and she got chosen over Beyonce really? and Aaliyah. Really? And Left Eye. Oh yeah, Lisa no, sorry, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, huh. like, I, uh, yeah, and she's like, she is she like she must have gone to acting school post this because she's 
Oh no, no much. she's terrible at it. <laughs> she's but, terrible. But, um, but she is. <laughs> Brody uh, is. Were we well, nice. watching yeah. the same movie? No. Rosario Dawson is so good. No, but she. No, I'm kind of. A, uh. I mean, I don't think any of the performances were bad. I think that they were in. They were playing the roles that the movie was. And sure. I feel like you know also I mean? no, at the time, a... I feel like at the time, like granted, I was 11 at the time. Like I don't have any sense of like, aside from 9/11, I don't have any sense of like what was going on this year in like the world but I feel like it was also kind of like it really I don't know if it's a satire of consumeristic culture but I think it is like it's 100% a commentary on it like that's a given um but I don't know if it's trying to like say anything that we didn't already know like the idea of like this this like generation of young, upwardly mobile, wealthy yeah. people who are like susceptible to the tabloid culture. Like the internet was just becoming a thing that like you could use to like sell to teenagers. It wasn't trying to blow anybody's mind really. Yeah. I took it as something that everybody understands. Speaking of the internet, you notice at the concert at the end, people were like streaming it on a laptop. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah, what, what, I, yeah. I, I had a different kind of internet in 2001. No, Let me totally. tell you. I got yeah. paid for that concert at the end for a few reasons. It's well, the, how, where, the concert where Alan M crowd surfs and tells Josie he loves her. How the fuck can she hear him? Yes, I over had the exactly crowd. The same thing in my he's, he's yelling out to her. She's on stage and they're playing. Well, they're, they're, yeah, how can a how can she hear him yes. all the way across the room? In she a hears his stadium heart. Cra- uh, yeah, yeah, and also at least move your fingers. While you're pretending to play the guitar, no, she, no, no. That's uh, I'm gonna, I didn't know. I'm going to call you on they that. They sent them to really? band no, school. I'm going to call you on that because, and that's uh, that's one thing I did note is that the um, the soundtrack is when she's not when she's uh, there's there's no guitar. It's just the bass and drums. So because uh, I was thinking because this is this is clearly something that's going to this this could really scupper something. You know, scupper the movie. Really when, uh, yeah, um, but no, they. Uh, so when when she was you know, uh, amazingly just having like this clear conversation with someone, you know, maybe 50 <laughs> metres away. Um, but sh- no, there was no guitar at that time. So I'm going to... They also sent the too. three girls to like band school yeah. to get them like at least comfortable with the instruments and like not proficient in it by any means. Like they still had to get session musicians in, but they wanted it, them to know at least how to hold and how to like how the mechanics of the nah, instruments I feel worked. like they, they may have got half an hour playing Guitar Hero. That's about all uh, they I, I disagree. I thought, that, I thought they were fine. I thought that, I thought that they did I a great job fine. of like that kind of video clip mugging to camera like looking yeah. cool oh, stuff. They did so I great. Thought, I thought that they and did also, great with like, that. I don't know if you guys were watching like Rage and Video Hits at, in 2001. But, <laughs> no, I definitely wasn't. But doing three, that. Small, three small words was a music video it that t- was like totally yeah, was. I was gonna say, in the charts. How, like in that that first song that came up, I had an MP3 I knew of the that. lyrics. To the, like I was yeah, like, how that was a, that was a single. Yeah, I had oh, an MP3 it? of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <gasps> from Kazar. I'm so happy. Can I bring something up? Shazam. When Alan Cumming gives <laughs> like the unreleased single in like the Tower Records or whatever it's meant yep. to be. 
It goes out on the PA. Yep. And then everybody rushes to rushes the listening to the headphones. <laughs> yeah. the listening stations. Yeah. That was and funny. Like, they're playing exactly the same thing on the PA and the listening stations, and they're just trying to get like. Can closer. we also talk about Alan Cummings' code words? Like when the band realizes that there's weird stuff going on with their music and he has to crash the plane that they're on, his code word is take the Chevy to the levee. Yes. Which is yeah. a line yeah. from yeah. Written that down. Yeah. a song about a plane yeah. crash. Yeah. And then when that girl is like, these people are consumeristic drones. And he's like, oh, what a delight it is to hear from like a special flower like you and his code work. And this smells like teen spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I, one thing I noticed about, um, you know, I mean, it's uh, 2001. Alan Cumming doesn't dial his phone at any point in this. He just this, flicks it just flicks bring it. back flip phones. Um, he, fl- he flips that phone. It's so but he menacing. doesn't call anyone. <laughs> he does, it's the like, flip. Man, movies must. Movies clearly hate that flip phones don't exist anymore because yeah. they just provide such great punctuation oh, to uh, things yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. Oh. like the amount of yeah, someone flicks it open and the Matrix. You remember the ma- yeah. yeah when the Matrix came out, oh, everyone that was just one went, yeah. when it the just bottom, lid like, down and everyone out. was just yeah, like, yeah. whoa. Oh, remember like, those like super the Motorola Razor? Yeah, yeah, I had one yeah. of those. They were so Damn. dramatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a Nokia N-Gage, where you could play <laughs> games on it as well. Well, shit. That. Yeah, no. it was like... All I wanted was a sidekick, because you could go on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Like 2005. <laughs> um, Have you seen that fucking... Uh, it's uh, Nelly and Kelly Rowland yeah. clip, and she's got like this. Oh yeah, and they're texting at each other. Yeah, Dilemma. and she's texting yeah. Nelly. Yeah, in Excel. <laughs> no, like they couldn't take it. They clearly didn't know how to get a screenshot of a text message of her saying, "Where are you? Why didn't you call me?" So, so they had Excel. her open like an Excel document, and she's typed it into a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's like a common meme now. Great, great oh. song. Great song though. Oh, oh there you go. Oh, well. No, I just see it, you know, comes yeah. up every can, can now I and then who, on a fuck who's, Jerry who's, who's or similar. Who's the love interest name? Alan M. Alan M. He's who's from the he comic put? books. Yeah. Who's His he name's like Gabrielle something in real right. life. Is he A, sexy Beck, or B, skinny David Spade? Mm. Se- I guess see, sexy Beck. See, I was- He's much I was, sexier than David Spade. No, I, uh, not, not, I called him out as- um, Spader. They James No, he's definitely got a, spader, a bit, bit of yeah. spader about Okay, him. then in that case, um, skinny James Spader in Pretty in Pink. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I thought there was a fair bit of, like, Stephen Malkmus, Evan Dando thing going about him, <laughs> yeah, you know. Sure. With, that haircut. Yeah, and the, the acoustic guitar in the in the yeah. bar. I was like, okay, this is cool. I, you know, like, Are you telling me you, you know, guys weren't wet for L&M? I kind of didn't buy him as a love interest. Joey, he's no. so dreamy. Did you guys ever read Archie or Joyce in the Pussycats comics? Mm, I read. I had one. I like, had did some, you have that foundation serials okay. about thirty years ago? So uh, yeah, because um, that's kind of like my, I guess my mum read them when she was young, and then yeah. when she had kids, she was like, mm, I guess they'll like the same things I liked. Yeah, and so we like. Thoroughly grew up with like awesome as fuck, Arch- so. Archie Digest, yeah. and so watching this movie, it was kind of like my sisters and I. Our friends were like, "Have you heard about this movie called Josie and the Pussycats?" And my sisters and I were like, "Bitch, we know Josie and the Pussycats." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like when they made that gag about um, uh, Alexandra being like, uh, "Why are you here?" Because I was in the comic books. Yeah. We were all like, ah, ha, 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 "She was." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Uh, I my parents kept me from superhero 
comics on account of violence and stuff. And I think there's an alternate reality in which I did read all those Riverdale comics, but instead I ended up reading like all the Uncle Scrooge the ones. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into Uncle Scrooge comics. I called yeah, the Carl right. Barks can stuff. We, can we talk? I, I, I mean, I was around in 2001, um, clearly, but, um, but I never went through a period where something was totally jerking. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's, but that's a joke. Mike, Mike I think that, 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 that they made I up that dumb slang in, in, in the basement where they're coming up with tracks. Yeah. The first time, yeah. so the first okay. time Parker Posey's like got the feds and all the foreigners to like show yeah, them what they're doing with oh, America. She's okay. touring it through, and there's like okay. one part where they're going everyone's going to wear this, like, feathered outfit. And they're like, cool. And then the next stage is, yeah. a, is a team called Slang. And they say, jerkin. And then the next stage is, like, pants oh, style. And the I next stage is, like, I, deodorant I was, I was a bottle of wine in. Like, I, yeah, okay. I, I missed that. It's kind <laughs> of my, like my fetch in Mean Girls. It's yeah. the idea that, like, teens are, like, so susceptible to, like, picking up slang. Yeah. Um, speaking, speaking of career trajectories, what happened with Rachel Lee Cook? She was kind of like the star of the early 2000s. Like, She's All That was huge. Um, I mean, for me at least. I don't know. <laughs> Culturally, I mean, I feel like it was big. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like she hasn't done a whole lot. She's like, you know, I, I, I looked her now. up. She's got I kids. looked her up. And she's in, um, she's in, she's been in a couple of series, like just sort of uh, TV shows and things mm-hmm. like that. But no, this was kind of the, uh, you know, the uh, start of the she end. Ma- yeah, she made a few movies around the 2000s, but, um, you know, she's the the uh, sort of a, a classic sort of... Because um, what was it? She's all that where it was just like, oh, she wears glasses. How ugly are you? Yeah, she's so then, ugly because she wears yeah, glasses and, and then, overalls. Then you pop, you, yeah, and then you pop the glasses off. I'm like, oh, you're Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. Hey, she also got her eyebrows plucked. Oh well, well, that makes <laughs> still got one of those faces. There was a moment where she, where she was like, <laughs> one at of them faces. The first time Freddie Prince Jr. took her to the beach, and <sighs> she took off her overalls and had on her like black one piece bathers underneath, which obviously gross because all the other girls wore bikinis. And from the parking lot, um, Paul Walker, R.I.P., said, um, "What did he say? He said like, check out the." Bobo's on Super Freak. <laughs> she had big boobies. No, I got it. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think the line was, damn, check out the Bobo's on Super Freak. <laughs> hey, can, okay, I, I have a bunch of questions I need to ask about this movie, and maybe Ask Seth away. does right. as well. So is this going to be a can, speed round? Can, yeah, speed round yeah, questions right. about okay. this movie. Right, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> okay. Uh, Kane. When they were doing the makeup montage... Why were they doing makeup while while she had foils in her hair, and then they put a mask on her, and then they did her makeup again? That seemed weird to me. Can, can I also? This was also the montage has to go in chronological order. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Two thousand and one, and you've got you know Rachel E. Cook, Rosario Dawson, and the, they, they just shot them in the face with the makeup gun. It's like it is full on. Yeah, they would have like, been like twenty three. Yeah, yeah, and they're like. Gorgeous girls, and it's yeah. just like, uh, could you just like dial back that makeup? Just to, I, I mean, I, I know they're sort of done up to. You can tell if you had touched it, it would be so to, crunchy. Like, I mean, they're done <laughs> up to be pop stars and all that sort of stuff, yeah. but hula malolly. Like, it was, yeah, it was, there was, it was caked on. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Seb, 
Next. Well, uh, no, I, I mean, I was just also curious as to, because there's obviously branding all the way through the film. There's some, She gets in the shower, it's all McDonald's, it's all, and they go to the aquarium and there's oh, Evian yeah. logos edit, yeah, everywhere, yeah, yeah. which is kind of, I thought that was kind of funny. Like the, <laughs> of, the tanks the are all filled with. placement jokes, the Evi, that Evian was probably one. the, that's actually yeah, a good that's, joke. That's a really yeah, good yeah. joke. A big Evian logo on a shark tank, which yeah. is, which is yeah. pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I wonder how much they actually paid for the the film. Like these 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 brands, obviously. Well, this oh, is interesting. I'm not, sure they did. Well, I'm not sure they did. Well, I mean, this ties into the kind of toothlessness of the satire, well, that, right? Like that's the satire, because, because, but they're actually paying no, for it. So. Well, well, that's the thing. It's like, did they? I mean, you, I can imagine a world in which is they it, did. Yeah, because it's also the thing of like, is it product placement if the movie is about the kind of like fucking links a brand will go to brainwash people into buying their products? Like, yeah. do brands want to be associated with that versus, like, a movie about pop stars who have no interaction with brands except to be like, mm, McDonald's. But they still would have had to clear it. Yeah. Like, you, could, you couldn't just use those things. Totally. And so, I mean, it's not like a Bond movie that, you know, it's like, look at my watch, Mr. Bond. Um, but uh, it's... Yeah, they still would have had to have cleared it with a... Like, Evian would have had to have... Evian would have had to have uh, paid, well, at least approved... The use of their logo on an aquarium, and then yeah. going this, yeah. but then they like each brand's different, right? So they would have gone, does this tie in with our brand? Do we want to be seen in this light? Do we want to? So maybe they didn't, because I mm. feel like they'd have a lot of, um, there'd be a lot of uh, sort of corporate blowback. People saying this could uh, shed our business in a bad light. Yeah, um, totally. Well, that's the yeah, because there's so many, and it does take a certain amount of chutzpah to. Approve that, right? But I, I, I just feel the 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 spirit of the movie. Like, I can kind of get why all the brands were like, "Yeah, this is just you know, like it's it's a teen it's, film, it, and teens teen, are going to watch it's it." It's a teen film. You know? yeah. It's it's like this, banging you yeah. over the head with how obvious you know this is. There's no satire department at McDonald's. No. Do you know yeah. what it really reminds me of too, all that brand placement stuff? It's kind of like how for years people have been saying like, soon they're going to be advertising in our eyelids. Like uh-huh. that idea of like ads <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> when will we escape? Soon we're just going to be like blasted with it when we wake up in the morning. Like it, this feels like the 2001 version of that. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. going to be computer chips in our brains yeah. that we can Google everything. They're going to track uh, us everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they are. So this this <laughs> film was a, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a commercial failure. Cop classic. No, yeah, that's <laughs> up for debate. Um, but I, I mean, I wonder if it's also because uh, because it was an offshoot of that whole Riverdale Archie comics world. And the source universe. material, universe. the universe, the Archie universe, <laughs> the Archie universe, Archie yeah. cinematic is, right? universe. But yeah, but I wonder if it is a, the yeah, it is an offshoot yeah. of that. But I wonder if uh, because the source material and the references are from the fifties, sixties, much like uh, Dark Shadows, Dark was it Dark Shadows, Dark Shadows, Dark that Shadows. one Tim Burton did, where which was a TV show that everyone's forgotten about. I no. mean, this was uh, meant to be the next. You know, uh, it's meant to be following the footsteps of uh, "Can't Hardly Wait" and "American Pie" and all that sort of that sort of stuff. But I wonder if mm. it's it, that whole. It's a bit like "Stand by Me." We were saying how the. I don't know if that was a massive commercial success when that first came out as well. But the because the um, references were maybe thirty years too late. Well, that ties um, into an interesting question of how 
like, is the film assuming you have any feelings about the comics? I don't think so. Yeah. I didn't like, even realise no. that it's it was just, a crush. I mean, it's, it's just a There's so much establishing to, stuff. You yeah. know? And Josie and the Pussycats didn't really get storylines in the Archie comics. Well, they had standalone books, though. Yeah, but they were really just about them, like, doing stuff and Josie having a crush on L&M. They had a TV and, show, didn't they? They were a cartoon know. in the 70s. Uh, yeah, I never watched it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, I, I actually did read a couple of standalone comic books. Like, they did, they did like, Scooby-Doo-ish, like, sort of a mystery mm. kind of stuff. I guess it really yeah. is, like, girl band goes from, like, solving mysteries and having wacky adventures to, like, being in the music industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. More questions. There was something that you said in that, though, in, like, the being part of the Archie universe, and, like, apparently they had to have, like, the, the kind of copyright or intellectual property holders at Archie Comics insisted that they, the band be shown as being wholesome and that's why mm. there's a scene of them all brushing their teeth. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. That, that, that was the sop that they that's gave what, to that that's idea. What they, yeah. That's, that's I mean, they were wholesome, wholesome yeah. girls. Uh, they were so from, wholesome. Uh, they were so wholesome. I swear they did, on my they bus pass. Did not, did not wear yeah, a I pair of underpants in the entire film <laughs> and nary a bra to be seen. But, uh, yeah. Do the comments... They're in one of those uh, music studios where they've got a fan to like make your hair flick around and look cool. <laughs> you know, in the yeah. recording studio. Yeah. Oh, no, no. yeah. Anyway. Mm. Uh, I didn't. Is co- that the one with the machine that puts the subliminal message? The yeah, mega, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mega Yeah. Yeah. In the white recording studio, I didn't quite understand. The scene at the party where the Parker Posey, uh, you know, and and she I really forgot about the Parker Posey Alan Cumming childhood oh. insecurities part. Yeah, so 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 like <sighs> that scene where she where she suddenly acts like really childlike. Yeah, where I didn't know how to take it, and so it. And so that relates to the big reveal that this is... So she is being sincere. That's what she actually wants yeah, to do. Yeah. She, she wants to be I popular, think, pal around with them. I think them. that's uh, Fiona's, uh, the character's kind of way of interpreting... I sound really formal all of a sudden, but like <laughs> it's her way of kind of mimicking how teens bond because she never knew how that And that's worked. what she wants. So it is and sincere. this is her all of a sudden yeah. in this kind of slumber party environment with yeah, like yeah. cool girls and wanting to be a part of them and thinks that the way to be a part of them is to say things like, I'm so fat and let's braid each other's hair and all yeah, of these yeah. kind of and tropes. You weigh. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was it was yeah, weird from a storytelling perspective because I really didn't know how to take that in the moment and it only makes sense. Yeah via the reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. It's such a fast-cutting film as well. Like, there is, like, it's It's, it's the opposite clip. of The Godfather. It's a film clip. Like, it is just, yeah, it yeah. is just like bang, 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 bang. Like, it's Probably yeah, it's my crazy. biggest question is if uh, Tara Reid and Rosario Dawson are being sent off to get killed by... Carson Daly and a shitty impressionist, <laughs> right? Oh, and, and, Continue. And, and, His Bill Cosby was probably like a Cosby. B minus. So yeah. It was okay, yeah. Yeah. but um, <laughs> retroactively awkward. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that doesn't age well. His Kevin Spacey's like terrible. The, the, yeah. the twin towers out of Spider Man. Yeah, fucking get rid of the Bill Cosby. If he really wanted to scare, he should have done a Harvey Weinstein impression. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nobody's have touching you, that one. Have you guys, have, have, have you guys, have you guys watched Scream tum- wow, 3 I mean, recently? What's a tumbleweed doing? <laughs> How did the tumbleweed get in Are you guys familiar with Scream 1, 2, and 3? I've seen the first one. I've seen the first one. Okay, so I really recommend going through the trilogy and getting to. So the thing is, with this is a real tangent. I'm not sure if you want to keep it in the episode, but the thing is with Scream 1, that's the set where um, Rose McGowan kind of, be, uh, you know, interacted with Harvey Weinstein for the first time. It's a Miramax film. Rose McGowan oh, is in it. The shit. era when what happened to her by Harvey Weinstein happened. Then Scream 2 happened, which we talked about in the Godfather episode. It's a sequel that is like meta ago. commentary yeah. on sequel yeah. um, in our previous episode together. And then there's Scream 3. Which happens, which is set in Hollywood, where they're in the process of making one of the many stab the movie within the movie sequels, mm. and the entire kind of like underbelly of that serial killer plotline is that um, Sydney Prescott, Nev Campbell's mum, before she had Sid, had this illegitimate child as a result of being at one of these like gross movie mogul parties where these gross old men hmm. used their power, got these young women there, did whatever they wanted, and Sydney's mother was one of those women and had an illegitimate child. Bloody hell. Well, that's been the... And that's yeah. the third Miramax film in the trilogy. <laughs> Yeah. We should have done scary, um, scary movie. What's scary called? movie? Scream. We should have done Scream Three. Fucking love that trilogy. Actually, well, you know, let's put it. Well, my, qu- my question Sorry. was: if, if if Rosario Dawson and Tarita are getting murdered by shitty impress- impressionists and Carson Daly, why then does Rachel Lee Cook need to um, get all the subliminals telling her that she hates them? You know what I mean? Because. Like, if the plan to kill them worked. Exactly. I guess so that she would then go it alone because they know that she has this loyalty to her and friends. And she also doesn't, know that, first she also doesn't know that they've been murdered. But I guess yeah. what Porkchop's asking is if the murder plot worked out, why would she have needed to hate them? And I guess it's because so they still had this bankable person to they, make they, the yeah, money. They, they, they need to they need Who to wasn't wrecked with her. sadness. Yeah. yeah. They need to corrupt her and kill I don't yeah. know. It just it just seemed weird. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> um Seb, did you have more notes? Ah. I would like to ask Seb who, yeah. is, who is a graphic designer? Yep, a designer. <laughs> He's a graphic you, designer. What you make of the aesthetics of this movie? Oh. Um, the makeover montage had that really weird wash actually, over it. Yes, that's very. What was the name of that? Um, that guy who directed like a lot of rap and um, R and B clips oh, um, in in the nineties and no, early two thousands. And it was like bought to you by someone. Yeah, he, he was. He became an identity. Oh. He, he directed a film with like. Uh, no, I think exactly like who heavy, you mean. And I think maybe it had Nas in it or Common. Anyway, um, what is that guy's name? Anyway. I'm gonna look it up. Um, um, Seb. <laughs> what did I think of? of uh, yeah, I, I could have had just an enjoyable ex- experience stuffing a smash hits into a VCR uh, <laughs> as I did watching this uh, watching this film. But I no, I, it had its moments. It was good. I feel like the 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 mark was missed. On occasion, it kind of didn't really know what it wanted to be. Mm. The end is a the ending is just, mess. Um, just but <coughs> wait, joyful. what's the end again? Exactly, you're yeah. the one that's seen this film a hundred times. Yeah, no, but, but not but recently. Like, yeah. No, but that that whole like the whole end of like it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and about like, well, you've got to get up there and tell the crowd, and then she's like trying to. Oh yeah, she makes you know, them all take off there. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> their headphones and yes. all of that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a kind of bonkers movie, um, but it's got you know it's got a bit of heart to it, which yeah, I kind of enjoyed. But it's got a lot of heart, I think. Did kind of enjoy that uh, the fisheye lens on the um, the crazy friends. The, this like is, this the, is this like is my the, favorite. <laughs> yeah, and that was, was a really the Beastie Boys angle. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, yeah. Them, totally. That was like a nod. Yeah. To them. Um, I was I, I like I was like I enjoy that because that is such a that is such a like perfect music angle video. and shot and very yeah. music yeah. video. Yeah. Uh, yes, and those moments they, they were my favorite moments of the whole movie and I I got the feeling like that's what the filmmakers wanted that movie to be, but for whatever reason they just couldn't they weren't allowed to get that weird. Super that super stylized kind yeah. of or, or, or but it's it's really intense yeah. and weird and like kind yeah. of discomforting. Yeah, it, it was is. really it is. no yeah. but that was yeah. no but it was and I think that was the most effective part of that movie because it was totally effective where you know you see the the shot of Rachel Lee Cook like looking out and then they're like like right in her face and it was and I imagine that that's kind of like you know that's what it's, it's like it's to such have a, fame it's, yeah. it's such a really great filmic way of you know presenting that can, 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 can I also say the best line in the whole movie is, if I could go back in time, I'd want to meet Snoopy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's a really great That's joke. a great that's joke. Great. There's great. also like all those lines early on where Rosario Dawson is like catching Wyatt in his like hyperbole, where he's like, well, you can either sign this contract or you can't. I, maybe I'll go find another band. You saw what happened to the Beastie Boys. And then Rosario Dawson <laughs> yeah. just goes, they're huge stars. And then yeah. he's like, exactly. Well, I think uh, we've all had a, uh, a thorough um, discussion. That's a good time. <laughs> thorough good time. Do we want to sing a song together? <laughs> <laughs> Can I also say my, my notes for Josie and the Pussycats bleed into my notes for the good Godfather? Oh. <laughs> and I looked, at, I looked over From to my notes. Weeks oh, ago. Is there anything Come else on. I can bring up? And I, and I see opening scene is about racism. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I'd had a couple of beers, but what was I thinking? Anyway, um, we, have we, we got really a, need to get a to our from, sponsor. Uh, yeah, they, these guys, are, they, uh, they, they've been a bit, um, oh, I'm getting a lot of texts and messages from them this week, just like, uh, guys, are you going to get it right? I told and you we shouldn't. I told you we shouldn't go with them. No, well, look. Um, Sometimes you just got to take whatever you can get. No, but I, I defer to Kane on As all these matters. As Josie and the Pussycats taught us about yeah. liaising with brands. Yeah, it's be yourself. It's difficult, but be happy um, with being yourself. Well, well, Kane. Um, yep, yeah, off you go. Cool. This episode is brought to you by the Puzzle Master. What cogwheel delights and tricksy fantasies shall you behold? What sizzling dice play and logical labyrinths are there to grapple? Enter a world where nothing is as, a, is as it seems, but everything is as it should be. Dance, 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 twixt the puzzle master's terrifying amazements, for your very life hangs in the balance. The puzzle master will bring you to the edge of madness every day with a handmade curated selection of mind benders that will make your brain curdle into a burnt custard made of naught but paradoxes, conundrums, and terrifying voids of cognition that some real mouth in the ma- in the mouth of madness shit, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am the puzzle master. Use coupon code Deja and I might just spare your life. <laughs> the puzzle master. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it always feels like the puzzle master sort of took hold of you during that reading. <laughs> We better round this out because yeah. uh, the puzzle master's uh, still, it's a, you know, the, it's actually, it's a padded room, so we're, yeah. we're, we're stuck in here. Um, I still feel his energy. I'm unsettled. No, we're in an escape room. It's 78 degrees again. Yep. Um, so. Uh, that is another episode of Deja Review. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and thank you so much, Kane Daniel. <laughs> yeah. uh, or is of it course. the puzzle? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm Kane Daniel. Oh. oh. <laughs> you can is it follow the real Kane Daniel? At Kane Daniel uh-huh. on Twitter.com slash puzzle master. <laughs> 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 and thank you again, Seb Godfrey. Hey, thanks. And I, yeah, I just want to say thank you, Brody. Yes, oh, yes. Thank, you. thank you, our um, guest Brody. For two whole weeks, we didn't let her I out. I haven't left um, this room. room. No, no. Uh, um, since the previous but thank podcast. you so much. My for brain is one hundred percent carbon monoxide now. Yeah, cool trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, speaking of the sweat box, thanks to Jeremy Wartsman at Jackie Winter <laughs> for the lend of the hottest room in town. It is the, literally. Well, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Um, but thank you so much, Brody. Thank, thank you, you for, for being our me. guest. And uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I'm at Brody Lancaster on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, someone and told me that you wrote a book. Is that right? Who told you that? Was it me two only, weeks ago on the episode? Only everyone's talking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wrote a book last year. What's it called? It's called No Way. Okay, you fine. Sorry, I didn't you can it. get it in all good bookstores and the internet. Uh, there's an audio book. It's on the internet. Which and some I guess if bad you've just listened to, and mm. some bad bookstores. Yeah, hey. so, well, <laughs> is the inference that it's in all good bookstores? So if I find a bookstore without it, I should. Burn it to the ground. Yeah, yeah that's so. the law. I'm pretty huh? sure. That's, yeah, no, and you are covered. You are covered. And um, Mike, I, I believe you just wrote a book as well. <laughs> I did. Um, it's called <laughs> it called? What T-shirts? <laughs> it's called Mike Cairns Improv Master. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. But you won't find it under no, Cairns. You'll find it under Punk Rock Prom Queen, yeah, which called, is Mike's alias. Uh, after yeah, watching it's this called movie. On the Spot. How to not deal so with good. being put on the spot. <laughs> it's yeah. called Not So Good on the Spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Mike Cairns. Hey, and also, uh, also. Oh. But, oh, you know, yeah. oh, I mean, sorry. it's annoying. Oh, I mean, God. it's bullshit. We are so like, shit at this. Um, iTunes also, reviews, uh, ratings. Jump on iTunes. And if you like us, um, or even if you don't like us, because uh, that can even be just something. I feel, uh, like, um, I'd just be happy with a bad review right now. Just any review. Just any review. Anything. Like, get, just on there, bad get on there and okay. spice it up. Like, just, Hell you no. know. Yeah. No? Like, poo emojis would oh, be, would be pretty Josie much. All Josie and the Pussycats fans, please leave bad reviews for these men. We Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing, I just love the bit where Alan Cumming has just signed them and he's like, 
you guys, so you, he calls them the pussy hats. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. And, and, um, no and then he goes, oh, I get it, because you aren't wearing any uh, hats. Uh, um, but, uh, and so, uh, yes, please get in touch um, on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Deja underscore review or email us uh, with your hate mail at hello at DejaReviewPodcast.com. I'm Mike Hands, and let's a Bye. Bye. I'm your great night hairbrush. He's high royal flush. Sorry, is it? Am I? Am I? No, it's good. <laughs> no, it's good. I love it. Can I do it again? Yeah, or? do it again. Okay. <laughs> I think Mike's Mike is picking up on the thing marked me. I don't know if that's an issue. Uh, you know, that's fine. Okay. I just mislabeled okay. them. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast. Where <laughs> you know, you've already ah, you're doing right. great. Okay, you're doing. Hello great. and w- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where we fall into trouble. Um, okay. Hello and Go welcome ahead, to. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it too. I was going to do it too. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you did because I was just about to. Uh, yeah. Gonna say. Josie and the Pussycats, playing only in movie theaters this April.